I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. You've got to wash the balls pre-kickoff. Screw you guys. I'm going home. You get later. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. You're so bloody negative about everything. So negative about everything. is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time! G'day and welcome to the uh, run home. All thanks to Mick Delivery. We are thrilled to have your company today. Sam Ackerman joined by producers Brad and Cameron. Uh, we are excited for a big show it's been a beautiful, I don't know about where you are in the world, but the weather has been absolutely stonking. Uh, thoroughly enjoying this taste of summer coming in. And listen, I'm going to say I was pretty uh, stoked to hear of a uh, result for the All Whites today as well. It's not often that, uh, that they get to take centre stage on a, on a weekday like this. Uh, and yeah, a draw isn't the uh, result that you always hope for, obviously. But it's, you know, in the world of football, they call it a result, don't they? So a, a one-all performance internationally for a team that just needs to keep picking their way up the ladder rather than trying to uh, reinvent the wheel, I think is a, a heck of a result. Not a whole lot of great news outside of that today. Um, really, really disappointed to hear that Sail GP won't be coming to Auckland. Now, I don't profess to be a, uh, a sailing nut. I have been lucky enough to uh, mix and mingle with some uh, of the the best sailors this country has produced get to cover them at different national events and international events as well but i don't know if i would have put sail gp on my must see uh, to travel up to auckland for that said it's a hell of an atmosphere uh, and if anywhere in this country feels like the natural fit of course down there in auckland uh, up there in auckland rather when you'd quarter down there would be a natural one too so we will be talking about that later that is uh, certainly disappointing but we we can't get stuck in the negatives there's too, there's too many uh, other reasons to feel good about this world. And we've got some coming up for you in our Macca's menu. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Who's ever dreamed of taking six wickets on over? Anyone who's ever bowled a ball in cricket, that's who. Well, one young man did so in a game of club cricket over in the Gold Coast. And we will be speaking uh, to him about that astonishing feat and what, what it feels like. Because, honestly, that's, that's boys' own stuff. That is absolute dream material. We're speaking to Fox Sports' Andy Harper on this new Auckland A-League club. What it means, uh, not just here, but on the other side of the ditch too. How that'll be viewed and whether uh, the Australians being not those dishing out the licences, are happy or comfortable with there being two New Zealand teams in the A-League as of next season. We'll have the head-to-head, and Logan Swingles will join us for that one for what happened next. We put our memories to the test. The TAB update with uh, Paul Mawate. We'll have questions without notice. Today is Wednesday. It is Who Am I Day, so looking forward to that one. The fun fact of the day in a news bite that brings a little bit of clarity, some recent comments from the dog father himself, Snoop 
D-O-double-G. That is the Macca's menu uh, brought to you by McDelivery, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. The Agenda. Agenda one. Kia ora, Sam. Uh, so agenda number one today, uh, you mentioned it uh, in your little intro there. Uh, Sale GP has pretty much uh, dumped Auckland as a potential venue. Auckland Unlimited says the event is off because the unavailability of Wynyard Point land as a spectator facility proved, and I quote, too big a barrier. Sale GP statement to SENZ today says they are still working with local and central government agencies to make it work, potentially at another locale. Uh, is this a case of Auckland giving yourself an uppercut, Sam? As to me, reading between the lines, bureaucracy is playing at point here and Sale GP's just said, okay, Auckland, see you later. We have seen historically, haven't we, a lot of great events uh, falling through the cracks, lost to Auckland. Um, the number one thing that comes to mind are the, the street race that we were hoping to see in the supercars that never eventuated, uh, held back by red tape. Listen, I feel for um, Tataki Auckland Unlimited here, that is the, uh, the, um, the event arm of Auckland Council. They have been severely restricted. Basically, earlier this year, they just had to stop booking events. They couldn't do what they needed to do to bring events to this country because the budget had run out. Uh, Mayor Len Brown's been looking to uh, tighten that belt and uh, you know, Auckland Unlimited definitely felt the pinch with that. Now, I don't know how much uh, of this comes down to budget or just that logistical red tape of making it work, but this is an event that should never, ever have fallen off the calendar. It's, I know it's not an earth-shattering one. It's not the America's Cup, Brad. It's not something that's going to bring in uh, millions of tourist dollars uh, when it comes to town, but it's part of what makes a city like Auckland a place to be. You have events there, things happen there. If you don't have those, then what do you have? What what can Auckland hang its hat on like that? Mm. We've seen so many other cities around the country, whether it's sporting events uh, or whether it's just community events, artistic events, concerts, whatever you want to view it as, we're seeing a lot of other areas of New Zealand step up their game in a big way to make themselves a destination. Auckland as a destination needs events on a regular basis, and this one just seemed custom-made. So I'll be intrigued to find out the, the finer details when it comes up, but it is it is a blow for uh, for those who, who love to just to go to things and, and be part of things and see the big sports come to the big city. It's extremely frustrating, Sam, because i got friends of mine that went to Littleton for the Christchurch, uh, the event in Christchurch last, uh, was it this year? Uh, early this year. And they said it was fantastic. Like, it was just a really good event. It brought a lot of people into the, into the city. They, they had a great time. And look, Auckland is the city of sales. It's made for events like Sale GP. And I just wonder, and you mentioned his name before, the mayor, I wonder if that's a little bit to do with it and for me it's if an event like Sail GP which is a big sporting organisation now it's uh, probably the most important sailing event outside of the America's Cup and it happens on a regular basis they want to come here it's like the Formula One on the water and we're like yeah you know uh, we can't really give up this little bit of land over here for your people to, to sort of view the races from so you know what we're just going to put this one in the two hard basket that really frustrates me immensely well you can also you can absolutely, without question, Brad, pitch this as uh, an event with, filled with America's Cup sailors. Yes, it's not the America's Cup, but Joe Average, if they hear that uh, America's Cup superstars, uh, Burling and Chuka there, uh, taking on the Aussies, all that type of stuff. There's, there's so, well, Spittle, exactly. There's so much to better work up into this event um, that people can get their head in their head on because we know we're not going to see 
the America's Cup here maybe ever again, potentially. I mean, if, if, if we can't afford it now, suddenly it, we, I don't expect New Zealand to start digging deep into the coffers to bring those events here in the future, unless uh, unless Christopher Luxon's got a, a real rager for that one. But it's 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 hard to it's hard to imagine, and seeing these ones slip, it's just another um, unfortunate blow for what is a wonderful sailing legacy. What I will say is, national party voters and national party politicians love sailboats, so I wouldn't uh, rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out, Sam. Agenda two. This was some really cool news today. So I guess this is the first uh, piece of the puzzle uh, regarding the All Blacks coaching staff uh, from the recently concluded World Cup. Greg Feek has linked up with the Blues. The Blues quietly assembling Sam one hell of a coaching staff under new coach Vern Cotter. So Jason O'Halloran, Craig McGrath, who's been coaching Auckland at a very high level, Paul Tito, and Greg Feek. That is an ace staff that Vern Cotter has assembled for his debut season as a super rugby coach. Um, And and a cool story for Greg as well, that he's reinvesting back into New Zealand rugby, um, despite the fact that he's no longer with the All Blacks. It still blows my mind, because if if you just take it back a decade, maybe a little bit further, if I told you that a dyed-in-the-wool Cantabrian personality like Greg Feek <laughs> would ever be coaching the Blues, he would have been you know, frog-marched down to a, a, a Canterbury court and asked to deal with treason charges. But you know, it's becoming quite the uh, the method now. We've seen, uh, of course, Leo McDonald come up. If, if he was going to do it, anyone would. But I, I really like this team. And do you know what I like most about this team, Brad? It feels like a complete clean sweep here. This is a, a Blues team that wasn't terrible, right? The Blues were not in a in a shocking state with Leo McDonald at all. Yeah, but finished fourth. Just a chance right? to build. Just yeah. a chance to build. And and they've got something new and fresh, new voices for the players, new approach, some new players in there too. So I'm I'm okay with this. I I I have got a, a high regard for all those like you said about Craig McGrath. I think he's got a really high rugby IQ. I've got a, a lot of raps on him. And Greg Feek has, has been there, done that now, and he brings a great amount of experience into a pack that just needs a little edge, just needs a little hardening to be able to be uh, achieving what this blue side we know can it's, and, and what and what the city would really love to. I mean, listen, you don't find anyone wanting to see the uh, the Warriors do better than me, but I'll tell you what, a city that has the Warriors firing and the Blues firing, it feels like it's been a long time since we've been anywhere near that category, so bring it on. Yeah, indeed, Sam, couldn't agree with you more. Go to Blues. Agenda three. All right, Fox Sports' Carissa Thompson admits she falsified sideline reports, essentially fabricating comments from coaches, and uh, this to me um, screams of ooh all over it. And I remember uh, I, one time in my life I did sideline commentary in a previous life for radio sport, and the great Nigel Yeldon said to me, I said, what do I do at halftime? And he says, look, just try and grab a coach, but if they don't, if you don't get them, you know, don't make up something. Like he literally just said, just just say, I wasn't able to catch up with the Blues coach, but, uh, but you know, Todd Blackett has said this. He, you know, he said, don't make up, don't misquote them. That was the one piece of advice he gave me. Uh, and and I, I followed that advice. And, and for me, this story is extremely frustrating as someone who cares about journalistic integrity that she felt she was under so much pressure to deliver like halftime uh, reports or whatever that she basically came out and, and said that generic, uh, you know, like they've got to do better on defense type of job. Uh, this is pretty gross and it makes you wonder how much of this stuff goes on um, around the world in sport. Listen, I, I'm here as, uh, as host of the show, but for those who don't know my uh, backstory. I, I've been working within sports media in New Zealand for 22 years. I've been 
uh, in a range of positions and the journalism side of things. I, I, I'm proudly a sports journalist. And I can tell you when I started, it's a tra tradition and a position that people had a lot of respect for. Sports journalists today get absolutely flogged on social media and there are some reasons for that that are fair through some who do a, 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 well, a shithouse job or a, a job that, uh, that, that muck rakes or just throws rumours and speculation out there. I've always hated that. I've also been in positions uh, of uh, leadership where, and I can tell you, at organisations I've been at, not once have I ever heard somebody say, oh, if you can't do it, fluff your way through it or just make something up or this is the agenda of our organisation. All the stuff you hear thrown at sports reporters. So I this story rankles for me in such a massive way brad now she is not a sports journalist quote unquote right in the context she's not a uh, she's a presenter and but this is part of this is still sports media this is still sports journalism she makes actually no apologies for this she says well yeah, you know, I, I didn't, well, it's not what they said, it, it, I was helping them out. This is what they would have said, uh, surely, if they'd said it. I just made my observations on the game and said, Coach so-and-so thought this and that. Now, she's one person, and yeah, it does make you wonder what's going on, but what about all those people who put who work their ass off? One of them being uh, a host of uh, this show, Kirstie Stanaway, who is an incredible journalist with a great thriving desire to, uh, to do better. She always pushes herself to the next level. Same thing with Kimberly Downs, who hosts this show on a Friday as well. She is... A great journalist, and when she's presenting uh, and out in the field, she does staggering work. People like Christina Eddy, you can rankle off Courtney Tyree. They're there on the sideline trying to make this work and giving it a hell of a nudge and have incredible integrity. And their names are besmirched by this one person prepared to come forward and just offhandedly say, I made things up. It is a, an absolute bl uh, blow to me that somebody can do this, and I can't believe that she's been so nonplussed about it. But it's part of what those who want to fire barbs at sports media hang their hat on. Well, these guys, they just make it up. It's just all opinion-based. They don't know anything. And they say, you know, there's the access to um, we're getting now through social media, Brad, right? We're hearing the athlete's side mm. of things. But that is, that is yes, a, a straight from the athlete. There's no filter in that context. But it's not the full story, as is anyone's Instagram accounts. It's like, you know, if you follow most people's social media, you presume they never have a bad day. You presume that uh, every day is a great hair day and, and no one ever uh, cussed them out or gave them uh, drama for their mistakes over that period. So uh, uh, the sports media to me is, is completely essential. If you listen to ECNZ now, it's because you want to hear what's going on and you want to hear it from people who know what they're talking about. I've got a strong opinion at least. You don't have to like them. You don't have to be friends with them. You don't have to want their, uh, their state to be the, um, the, the be all and end all. And you might in fact listen just because you argue with them. But there's a, this station is, is filled with great broadcasters and great journalists who get their names dragged through the mud through someone like this who just doesn't give a toss. Uh, and I'm, I'm thoroughly sick of it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I've got a love for sports journalism as well, Sam. You know that. Um, you know, I've been in this industry for not as long as you, mate, but, but getting pretty close to it. And, yeah, just uh, this sort of thing grosses me out. And just to think of what... You know, like, I'm pretty sure a coach would prefer uh, Coach A said no comment rather than Coach A says they need to work a little bit on their defense and their fourth down options or something like that, right? Like, you do, you cannot in this industry, on like, uh, on purpose, misquote someone or, or, and, or, or put words in their mouth that they never even said. You cannot yeah, do absolutely. it. And this is where the whole mistrust um, on a wider scope, not just in the sport media here, but on a wider scope, this is where the mistrust of the wider audience has come into play in the last sort of decade, Sam. 
Oh, absolutely, Brad. Uh, no question. And and I will look. There is a lot of clickbait headlines out there now in the world of, of media in general. Uh, the way the media has evolved in that context uh, is frustrating for someone who's a part of it. Absolutely. Uh, and I, you know, you want to, you know, you want your story to be read uh, and the sub editor can. Once one time when at the stage when uh, the captaincy went away from Steve Price to Simon Mannering at the Warriors. The, the person who was making the promos for TV3 at the time when I was there uh, used the phrase uh, Steve Price um, dumped or Steve Price axed or sacked as captain. One of those type of uh, phrases. They weren't my words. They weren't the words from my story. They weren't the words from my report. Steve Price hit me up about it the next day and I had to say, you're exactly right. And I, pol I apologized uh, to you for what that is. I looked him uh, straight in the eye and told him, the, the main thing I've always set myself through my career, and I know many others do, is I try to say nothing that I wouldn't be prepared to say to that person if they were in front of me, right? And, and I've, I've, I hate it when people say so-and-so is, uh, uh, is a grub or so-and-so uh, isn't, is, uh, isn't worthy, isn't good enough to wear the black jersey, whatever you want to say. I, I, you'll never hear me say that someone is not good enough. The effort on that occasion might not have been, but it's not my place to chastise with somebody who's, who's spent their lifetime building up training and whatnot to get there mm. is of that standard. I haven't played for the All Blacks. I haven't played NRL. I haven't played uh, for the Black Caps. I can't tell you what that standard is, but I've been around professional sport long enough uh, and got enough insights through an incredible uh, collection of, of journalists, uh, through administrators, coaches, and players to build up an in-depth knowledge of how it operates. And I'd say that I'd know more of how the professional environment operates than some professionals but it's not my place to ever lay that kind of rankle towards somebody and i get why people get frustrated with sports media i do i get why the other uh, other channels have uh, been created along the along the line but sports media is the gateway into the sport if that gateway gets shut you watch what happens it will lead to a, a massive diminishing uh, of it if a sport is uh is, is something that uh, journalism doesn't cover watch it fade Tremendously said, well put arguments, uh, fist pump, Sammy. But I want to know uh, what's out there. Now, this isn't me calling uh, for people to say, want to bag uh, the, the people that they dislike the least and all that kind of jazz, but I want to know, what is your level of faith in the sports media these days? Because you're here listening to SNZ and we're grateful to have you here. And we know that you love your sport and you love listening to uh, people have a good yarn and a good time having a, you know, taking the piss at each other and, and having a talk. But where is your faith sitting with sports media these days? Is it getting a bad rap? Is anything I'm saying making sense to you? Do you does, is there anything uh, regarding the sports media landscape you want to get off your chest? Send us a text on the Temper Bedpost text machine on double eight double three, or give us a call on 0800 150 811. Temper and Bedpost's range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. Welcome back to the run home. It is Wednesday that it means it's who am I time. We've got a prize for you as well, so I'll give you that in a second. So if you get the first person to get it right, we'll win a prize today. I was born in the 1990s as Clue One, represented my home city and country at youth level at both under 17 and under 19 level, playing in an under 19 World Cup in 2012. So born in the 90s, represented my home city and country at youth level at both under 17 and under 19 level, playing in an under 19 World Cup 
in 2012. So you can text through your answers on double eight, double three, and the first person to get Who Am I right today will win themselves a balanced protein pack, thanks to the Chemist Warehouse to celebrate their Black Friday sale. Uh, it's valued at over 150 bucks, uh, thanks to Chemist Warehouse and their friends at Balance. In each pack, uh, a 1kg protein tub, 60 BCAA caps, 200 grams of creatine powder, and a protein shaker. So if it's not for you, it might be for somebody else, uh, a great Christmas present or a chance to give somebody something to make them feel, I don't know, a little bit special as we approach the Christmas period because, geez, we're getting in insanely close to that. Just, any, just insanely close. Any ideas on who it might be, Sammy? I, I am I am floundering at this early stage. Um, I think with the uh, just the fact it's under seventeen and under nineteen level, mm -hmm. I'm, my my mind goes straight to football. I think that football is my first option. In my head is Ra round ball football. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Uh, that's where I'm uh, here so far. But the all whites did play this morning. They certainly did. Mm. They certainly did. Uh, so um, I'll need a little little time to reflect uh, on it because it's uh, to me it's obviously. Clue number one, uh, but I'm, I'm definitely feeling that, uh, and I'm I feel like I'm drifting towards a uh, a Premier League player for no reason at all, mm -hmm. other than the uh, the home city and country, and I feel that it just might be a, a stronger link there. But there's a lot to go. I'm sure there'll be a a lot of uh, a lot of football fanatics who would have some stronger ties to this one. So I look forward to seeing the answers come piling through on the Temper Bedpost text machine double eight. Double three, get those in. First person to guess it right will take home the prize back. We'll announce that at the end of the show, though. So first, though, it is time for our sporting headlines with Brad Lewis. Thank you, Sam. Uh, and we're talking football. The All-Whites wait for victory continues despite holding the Republic of Ireland to an impressive 1-1 draw in an international friendly at Dublin, Dublin's Aviva Stadium this morning. Down only at halftime, the NZ men put in a spirited second-half performance to equalise and even threatened to silence the home crowd with a series of late chances uh, in the game. Tim Sarpreet Singh, Tim Payne, nice ball. It's Garbutz. Garbutz with a brilliant goal. Thank you, Dalai Lama. That was Matt Garbutt with the goal for the AWs. Up against a rotated island side, New Zealand had the better of shots on goal, 16 to 13, which is really, really encouraging given uh, that we were talking yesterday about how the dour nature of this game. And actually, Sammy, uh, J-Dog, I think, might have won a bit of cash on this because I think a, a one-all draw was paying $4.50. So I believe that Jacob may have chucked a sly fiver 